Welcome to Clear the Clutter. My name is Margaret, and this podcast is where I give you practical and spiritual advice to get your time back so you can finally spend it how you really want. Hello, hello. Welcome to today's episode. So, I'm so excited for today's episode. Episode number 60 is All Roads Lead to dot dot dot. So, as you know, I love to get my inspiration as from what's going on in my life, what romance novels I'm reading, what podcasts I'm listening to, things like that, right? And I was listening to um, Denise Duffield Thomas. Yes, uh, a lucky lucky bitch. That's uh, the series, right? And I decided to, I don't know where it came from, but I decided to start listening to her podcast. I was like, you know, I kind of want something a little bit female entrepreneur-ish more in my queue. Like I have... Um, Amanda Francis in there already. I have Katrina Ruth in there, but I felt like I was missing my third. You know, I love my threes. Um, and so I started listening to her podcast. And again, of course, I don't remember what episode she talks about it, but she made this one sentence, which again, always is the one sentence that gets me right. But she made this one sentence of all roads lead to dot, dot, dot. And then she started talking about like how she ended up using it in her business and all of that. And I instantly became obsessed. I was like, oh my God, I I literally, I think it was in the back pasture when I was listening to it, walking the puppies. And I stopped what I was doing. I texted my bestie and I'm like, oh my God, I just found the meaning to life. All roads lead to dot, dot, dot. And it has been so all consuming in a fun, passionate, excited way that it made it to the official Stevens household dry erase board. Now, If you don't know about the Stevens official dry erase board, it is the dry erase board that we have. It is um, in our back room that we most of the time see when we're coming in and out of the house. And I like to, for the past, I don't know, what, year and a half, two years we've lived in this house, I like to go ahead and write on there what we're focusing on. So um, at one point we were focusing on a specific money goal. I wrote that on the board. Um, At another point we were focusing on doing blah, blah, blah. I wrote that on the board. I like to use it. I like to see it, not only because we come in and out of the house most often through that door, so it's there present, but it's a really good thing to kind of go ahead and keep us on track and also helps, again, rewire the subconscious. I used to do this um, in our old house a different way. I had it on a piece of paper and I had it in the bathroom. I've had it um, on my desk at work before. I've had it in my phone. I've had it as calendar alerts. Um... The latest iteration of it seems to make me feel happy and safe to have it on our dry erase board in the house. Because basically, if you're going to see it, that means you're clearly like a really good friend or family member if you're actually coming into our house. Like very, this is good. I don't know if this sounds weird or not, but very few people are welcomed into our home. Like you truly have to kind of be part of the inner circle to be welcomed into our home. Um, Because to me, my home is sacred and I want to make sure my energy is sacred. I want to make sure that I'm conscious of who I'm exposing my environment to. I want to make sure I'm conscious of who my fur babies are surrounded by. Like my home is truly and deeply sacred to me. The the space where Ben and I can unwind and just be who we need to be and love each other and just be that couple is very sacred to me. So I always make sure that our home is very well protected, but, but you know, like energetically which I've talked about the energetic um, um, exercise that I do to clear the house's energy, um, which I'll talk about again right now because I don't remember what episode that was on. 
Um, but what I do is I will meditate. Um, sometimes it's super quick and most of the time it's super quick after I've had like a drink in me and I let go of all my hangups, but sometimes it takes a little while and that's okay, but I'll sit there. I'm doing it right now with you. I sit there, I'll close my eyes and I picture our entire property, but as if I was at like a, like a Google high level picture, like as I was looking over the property top down from like a drone and I picture the entire property every single inch that we own. And then I picture this white light, this pure, gorgeous, loving white light that burns through everything negative. And it's only, it's only pure. It's only good. It's only safe. It's only uplifting. And that's what's coming from this light. And I picture that entire light covering our property from very inch to the very inch of each corner, right? So the entire property from all the way through the heavens, all the way through the core of the earth down to the other side of the universe is covered and anything toxic, toxic or negative or uh, just depressing or on, you know, just bad vibes gets completely burned away. And I have pictured that I actually just obviously have my eyes closed, which I shouldn't say obviously, cause you didn't know, but I had my eyes closed while I was doing it with you and explaining it. Right. And I have done that process for years. It's always felt like I was clearing out the bad energy of our household. So again, having this new phrase, all roads leads to on our dry erase board to me feels very sacred. Um, and obviously because I've been so excited to talk about this, I was like, okay, what episodes am I going to do? And I'm sitting down to record. I'm like, you know what? I can't even think of any of the other episodes I want to do right now. Um, I just want to talk about all roads leads to. So let's dive right in. And of course, don't worry if you want to get the journal prompts for this, go ahead and um, either click on the link in the show notes or go to the Etsy store, buy the workbook. It'll be amazing. You'll love it. But let's go back to my latest obsession. I'm so excited. So all roads lead to, I love me a good clarifying question. And it is very easy for us women and men, because I can, I see you men that come in and listen to this podcast. I see you getting your woo on and expanding and being amazing. So all of us, right? We are all trying to better our lives. We're trying to move forward. We're trying to do good things. We're trying to take care of our families. We're, we're trying to take care of ourselves in a deeper level. We're all trying to do more, right? And I think more is wonderful, but it's very easy to do more but to do more scattered. And I've done more scattered, hence why I know it's very easy to do it. In my early 20s, before like the shop, right? Everything that we did was more. It was more this, more that, more more Ben hustling, more Ben welding, more Ben flipping this, more me cutting yards, more me, whatever, right? More, 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 more. But it was a more in a frantic energy and it didn't feel like it had an end point. And so all we kept doing was all of this busy work and it was work and we showed up and we did the thing, but it don't, feel like it gave us the end result of what we were trying to achieve. Like if you had talked to 24 year old Maggie, I couldn't tell you what I was trying to achieve other than like, I just want to graduate with my bachelor's and get this over with and finally stop being in school. <laughs> so maybe that was the thing, but like, I couldn't tell you what the goal was and it clarified it. Oh, you know, we're getting deep because I'm fidgeting in my chair. <laughs> so it clarified it a lot for me when we started opening up the shop, the first um, location we had was 800 square feet and Ben ran it for, I think like a month or two months, maybe two or three months before I came on board full time. Um, let's rephrase that. Let's be honest. Before I was 
fired from my company because I had broken my arm like eight months prior and I still wasn't really that much of a value to them, even though my numbers rocked and my clients that I took care of were freaking amazing, but because they had a downsize and because I was quote unquote expensive on their health insurance plan, I was the easy one to get rid of. So before I got fired and had my whole world change up and turned upside down, um, Ben was running the shop by himself. And so the first goal was I don't know if, what was it? I think it was like make rent. And then the second goal after that was like make a thousand dollars more. And then the second goal, the third goal after that was da 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 da. So we had started the shop. I'm helping on weekends. I'm helping on nights. I'm doing all the things I could while I was working for someone else before I got fired. And you know, it was all these little incremental micro goals and they were good. They, they clarified us. It was the, the baby step version of all roads lead to, but as the shop started to gain momentum, as we started to get customers, as we started to snowball, then as you know, when I came on full time and I started taking on my portion of it and then finding out, I deeply love solving people's problems, AKA figuring out how to do things in relates to motorcycles, obviously, because our shop was a motorcycle shop. So like everything in regards to motorcycles and exhaust and axles and services and all these things, right? Um, tires, all that stuff. So as that started to evolve, these little baby steps of, okay, just make this client. Okay, just make this sale. Okay, go ahead and make this much money. Okay, do this, do that, do, 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 do. Gain more Facebook followers, gain more people on social media, gain more people on our email newsletter, start a VIP list. All these little baby goals, they had their purpose. And they got us to shop number two. Shop number two, we're like, okay, well, clearly we have something. We've gone from an 800 square foot shop. I think shop number two was like 1,500-ish, 1,500, 1,600-1500 square feet, maybe 1,700, between 15 and 1,700 square feet. Because I know, I remember we like basically doubled every single time. So it was about that square footage, right? Um, and then I started to say, okay, well, let's do some bigger goals. And so then it was get this many clients instead of getting one client, I was thinking of getting five or 10 clients at a time, go to this many bike nights, bring in this amount of money. And again, they were still kind of smaller goals, but they were bigger than what they were at as shop number one. And then again, because that started to take off as shop number three came into play because we we're in shop number two, the shop number three came into play. Ben really started to like come into his own as being the CEO of the company and the visionary of the company and setting the expectations of the company. Cause at that point we actually were treating it like a company, not just like a fun experiment that we didn't know it would work or not. So we ended up buying this piece of equipment. It's a dyno that you put your motorcycle on so that you can go ahead and do performance tunes and all these things. So that was one of the goals was to buy the dyno. Then we ended up getting our dealer license so that we could buy and sell units. And then we went and bought and sold units and we had all these things. And so all of these, these goals were good, but I think it was the last year we were in business. I started to take it even a step further and I was like, okay, cool. We have a solid client base. We have people trying to get in all the time. We can't kind of keep up with the work. Our dealership that we've created from scratch has doubled every time we move. But I was like, okay, what do we want to be known for? And I wish I'd had this clarifying question then, right? But I was like, what do we want to be known for? And so we started looking at what would make sense, where the money was, what people were willing to pay for. So we're like, you know what? We want to be known as a performance shop. So we really started to push the performance stuff. And I made all of our branding about performance. How can we get you better performance? How can we do this? How can we do that? And so in that smaller version of a scenario, all roads led to making our motorcycle shop a performance shop. So 
Fast forward to present day, when I heard that statement, all roads lead to, I was like, oh, that is like the best clarifying question ever. Because had we, and of course, perspective is what it is, and you know, you can't change the past, but had we had had the foresight to say, okay, well, all roads lead to having a performance dealership and being appointment only because we're so booked out or having a performance dealership that does X, Y, and Z. Had we had thought big enough, had we had had clarifying questions to lead us to the right answer big enough of what was on our hearts, or as I call it, secretly on our hearts that, you know, you only admit in like Pinterest boards in your journal. Um, But had I had had that qualifying, clarifying question, then I feel like I could have gotten us to where we wanted to be faster by doing my part. Obviously, again, we all can only do our parts, but I'm obsessed with this statement. I'm obsessed with this phrase or whatever you want to call it, this question. I'm obsessed with it because I really started thinking, okay, what do all roads lead to? And I even used it to clarify my my company. So on my website, what do all roads lead to? On my podcast, what do all roads lead to? On uh, picking back up and doing social media again. What does that mean for me? You know, and then taking all of that and making that into one big, you know, the Margaret Stevens company, what do all roads lead to? All roads lead to blank. So I got that really, really clear. And I felt finally like I was able to wrap my arms around the vision of what I want this company to be, where I want it to grow, how I want it to grow. How do I look at an opportunity and say, well, does that lead me to my all roads lead to? If not, thank you, but no. Or maybe if it does, okay, well, how do I fit that into my company and my brand and my my big, big, big vision? Because I go back to, right? The whole point of this is it's not, so let's use an example because I love me some examples. It's not a matter of, okay, let's just go ahead and make some money. Because if the goal was starting out, say you're in the betting on me course and you're, you, you know, you've just started out. Sometimes the, the, the baby step goal is going to be make your first $500, make your first thousand dollars, make your first thousand dollars, six months in a row, whatever the scenario is, but a smaller goal, right? The whole point of the all roads leads to is it keeps you on journey. Yeah. It keeps you on your journey long-term and it keeps you on the path. It doesn't let you stray. It doesn't let you go on a side road. It doesn't let you go off the path, do three circles and come back on the path, basically not ahead of where you were when you got off the path. The entire intention of it is to clarify where do we want to end up? If I came in in my fairy godmother outfit and I bopped you on the head and I could give you whatever your heart desired, what would that be? And if that's the case, okay, how do we build backwards from that? Because I'm all about let's build backwards. Let's build this reality so that we are taking the energy, the passion, the time, the time away from our families, the time away from everything. We're making this all, in a sense, worthwhile. Hence why I'm so freaking obsessed about this question all roads lead to. So for, I don't want to say for Ben because I can't talk for him. And I, I have talked, I will say this. Ladies and gents, I have talked to him about coming on the podcast and he has considered it. So I would love some feedback from y'all so that he can realize it's not all in my head that you to- you guys would totally love listening to him. We're thinking of doing a course together. Um, I still haven't figured out the name for it, but when I was explaining to him that betting on me was, you know, how to help you once you have an existing business, he was like, well, what happens when you're in the stages of you don't know what your business is? I'm like, well, I don't have that course. He's like, we should create it. And I was like, okay, so we're going to create a course at some point. Um, I'll let you know, obviously when it goes live and all of that. Um, I just don't have a name for it yet. Um, 
So if you have a name recommendation or something that you're thinking of, let me know. Send me a message. Send me an Insta. Send me an email. I love me some emails. Slightly biased on the emails, but I don't care who knows it. So what else, right? But if I had to assume for Ben, all roads for him would lead to generational wealth. He is the first person in his family to have gone to college and complete college. Um, I'm the second on my dad's side. I'm the first on my mom's side. Um, he's the first person to do this. He's the first person to do that. He's the first person to create all of these things. And so he keeps talking about, you know, generational wealth. What can we do that whatever decisions we're making now, not only benefit us, but benefit our future children and our grandchildren one day and their kids and their kids and their kids. Right? So for me, all roads leads to a very specific number. So it's the first $5 million which even admitting that feels a little weird. I thought about it for just a second, hence the hesitation of like, well, do I actually tell them the number or do I hold back? And I was like, nah, why not run with it? I've told them everything else. But for me, all roads leads to the first $5 million because we have had, we've talked about making millions of dollars. But for me, it's, it's tangible. It's big enough. I always say this, it's big enough to get me excited, but it's small enough, which haha, 5 million small, right? But it's small enough to where I don't feel overwhelmed and discouraged. Um, it's in that happy gray area for me. And also the other part of it too, is that number, which may seem big to some and small to others. For me, it's a number I've thought about, talked about, felt about, journaled about, you know, vision board about, for years. So I'm comfortable with that number. And I, to, to be able to say, well, all roads leads to making the first 5 million. Okay. What does that look like? So this, I feel like this is a time to jump into the podcast journal prompts. So let's dive into those. So then that way we can kind of work this through together. Right? So if our example is going to be all roads leads to making the first $5 million, first question is going to be, what's that secret goal that's on your heart? I just told you all it's making the first $5 million where I don't know that I would walk up to my boss at work tomorrow and say, Hey, my secret goal is to make the first $5 million in our household. And then after that, figure out how to double it every X amount of years. So like when I say secret goal, it's the goal that gets you excited. It's a goal that maybe you have a hard time admitting to anyone. That's not like your like deep bestie. Maybe it's the goal that you have a hard time admitting to anyone other than yourself. Whatever it is, I just want it to be big enough, right? So I want it to be big enough that it excites you, but small enough that it doesn't discourage you. I want it to be in that gray area that like gets you go, ooh, that would be awesome if that came true. So that would be journal prompt number one. What is the secret goal that is on your heart? So for me, first $5 million. After that, journal prompt number two, what does all roads lead to look like for you? So this is the practical. You know I love me a good practical, right? Let's do the practical. So for me, all roads lead to the first $5 million because I can only control me. I can only control what effort I put in. Um, I can't control anyone or anything else, right? So that means being smart about how I monetize a podcast, being smart about what offers I do, being smart about what I do on my day job, being smart on diversifying our income, being smart on, you know, what our savings goals looks like and how that excites me going whenever there's an auction in town and seeing if there's, if there's something I should buy and I should, you know, use my baby skills to, to flip, to make more money. But all of it, all of these are tangible things that I am either doing or in the process of doing so that they can eventually lead to the $5 million mark, right? Because 
all roads are going to lead to there. So let me give you an example of what all roads lead to does not look like. Um, the whole where I was saying it takes you off the path, you do a bunch of circles, and then you get back on basically where you got off. So all roads leads to not making five or five million dollars, but not doing it would be, oh, creating a podcast, creating a company, creating courses, but never selling anything, never allowing people the opportunity to buy, or anytime that there is an auction going on in town where I'm, I'm starting to flex and get comfortable with my, my baby, you know, flip 101 skills instead of looking at it and saying, okay, let me take a couple bucks. Let me go buy a thing. Let me flip the thing, do the thing. Instead of doing that, what would take me off my path would be like, oh, I'm not smart enough yet. I'm not confident enough yet. I don't know enough yet. It's not safe to fail. It's not safe to be vulnerable. It's not safe to do X, Y, and Z. So I don't want you to think of any of that stuff. I want you to look at it, identify it, and then I want you to put it on its butt and say, hey, this is, I'm not available for this. I'm not available to have either, either someone else or myself talk myself out of what I want. I want to help contribute and figure out how our family can make $5 million. And I will take all the roads that I need to, to get there. So it, it's just, it's a little, not little. Cause again, I keep feeling like I'm using a big number, but maybe you're thinking, Hey, 5 million. I did that last quarter. Why not? So, <laughs> but like, I want you to make sure that whatever things you're taking on, they'll lead you to that. So I'll give you a really good example. So let's say um, I decided to make an ice cream truck. I decided to buy an ice cream truck, right? I leave my job. I go tomorrow. I buy an ice cream truck. Well, if I buy an ice cream truck and I don't ever give myself any way to take that ice cream truck and then turn it into a franchise, take that ice cream truck, make a super secret awesome version of ice cream that everyone loves and sell it to a grocery store. If I cut myself off from all of the avenues of abundance, then clearly what I'm doing is I'm not letting myself have all roads lead to on this ice cream truck. Help me make my $5 million. So like I said, I just want you to kind of be mindful of that. And for me, I, I so, you know, I love me a practical, you know, I love to write things down. I actually drew out and it was very specific to the podcast company, right? But I have some working sheets of paper on my desk and I have what it says all roads lead to, and then I have it for the podcast company. And then I have these arrows kind of like uh, an umbrella and I have, okay, what's the podcast do to support all roads lead to? What does the courses I create do to support all roads lead to? What does the merch I create lead to? What about my other programs? What does that lead to? So I have literal lines on my paper that lead to what I want the podcast company to become. And then from there, underneath it, I've got little things that kind of flesh out like, okay, podcast. I've done this for a while anyway, but obviously having weekly episodes, that needs to be a must. I need to not be so wishy-washy or flaky about that. And then maybe as I get more comfortable or expand, or I, I feel the urge to call in other people, maybe I should do some interviews on courses. I've got a couple different courses that are either in the works or that are live, but that supports the overall end of what I want the company to be. Same thing with the merch, same thing with bigger programs. So when I say I want you to like write this down and so you know what this looks like for you, I want you to legit grab some notebook paper, grab some printer paper, grab a dry erase board, whatever works for you, grab your bathroom mirror, and I want you to write all roads lead to, and I want you to write the whole tangible goal, and then I want you to draw some arrows underneath, and I want you to write how do you get there. And then, like I said, 
Journal prompt number three is as you're starting to flush the stuff out, that'll kind of be your cue. Is it big enough to excite you, but not too big that it discourages you? So as you're flushing these things out, I want you to pay attention to how you feel. Like I'm holding my chest right now. How does your heart feel? How does your vibe feel? How does your voice feel? You can hear me. I'm so excited about this topic. You, you'll, you'll feel the vibrations of what you're doing and what you're trying to achieve rise. If you start to feel discouraged or you start to feel low or negative or quiet and you like start literally to like hunch your body in, that's a sign that you need to either get rid of that idea or scale back a tick. Because I want you to make this in that, that gray area of possibility. So let's flesh out what do the roads look like for you. But again, keep in mind that it has to be big enough to excite you, but not big, too big to discourage you. Then journal prompt number four is going to be, okay, well, how do we get there? How do we in particular get you there? How do I help get you there? What are the steps? So if I was at your dining room table and you had taken your piece of paper of all roads lead to and you flipped it around and you showed it to me, I would be like, okay, cool. All roads leads to blank. Sweet. You've got these four or five arrows coming off of that. Sweet. All right, what steps do we take to get you there? Do we need to get you more exposure? Do we need to get you support? Do we need to help change your mindset? Do we need to change your money mindset? Do we need to change your availability of what you think you're allowed to receive? What do we need to do? Let's make it concrete so that we can go ahead and get you there. Because this is where people start to falter, right? They do their vision boards. They do their vision parties. They do their Pinterest boards. Again, I do them. Like, I love them. But as we think really, really big, we might titrate down and think, okay, well, okay, if the goal is to get to the 5 million, clearly I need to have a company. And then from there, we kind of let everything fizzle out. I, I want you to get as detailed as it seems fit. So did I write down on my list for the podcast company using this example? Did I write down how many episodes I had to create? No, I just put that under the podcasts. I need to have a podcast come out weekly. I didn't say I need to have, you know, 500 podcast come podcast episodes come out. Like I will do it as long as it makes sense. And as long as I love it, which will probably be forever because getting me to not talk is an effort in itself. But you see my point. I have clarity around it. And sometimes it can just be a single word. So literally I have all roads lead to, I have my podcast, I have courses, I have merch, I have big programs. And then underneath that I have weekly because for me, I don't need to write more than that. I know that that means I'm committing in a joyful, loving, excited, bubbly area of my life that I will publish a podcast episode weekly. I am committed to at some point in time interviewing people. Again, of course, I have like my wish list. I'd love to interview Amanda Francis. I'd love to interview Katrina Ruth. I'd love to in interview Denise Tuffield. I'd love to interview one of my older friends, uh, Kate Northrup. I'd love to interview Danielle Laporte. I'd love to interview these people. They've been so influential in my life. So, you know, maybe interviews means like guest star, like mega interviews one day, whatever that means. But I, you know, you can have that one word that kind of clarifies everything so that if, again, I was sitting at your table and you turned that piece of paper around and you showed it to me and I'm looking at your steps of what we need to do to get you there. I could understand it. And if you think it's too vague or maybe one word doesn't feel like enough and you need to write a whole sentence, write the sentence. But all I care about is that you give me some clarifying steps, right? And throughout all of this, journal prompt number five is going to be, how can this be fun and exciting along the way? So again, it is so freaking easy to 
get really excited, get this crazy big goal, do the visioning, do the things, do the this, do the that. And then you kind of back yourself into a corner where it doesn't feel exciting. Remember how I've mentioned like three different times of like, you need to feel bubbly. You need to feel passion. You need to feel like you're bouncing in your chair like I'm doing right now recording this episode. I want that level of excitement to be part of your plan. So as all of your roads are leading to, it's something you actually want to follow because you've got to think, right? Let's get really practical here. This is going to be a shit ton of work. I am not trying to sugarcoat this, but it's, there's always a difference, right? And we've all done it. There's always a difference of, wow, that was really, really hard, but I loved every freaking minute of it. And wow, that was really, really hard. And oh my God, please like can never do this again. Like I will pay someone to never do this shit again. Um, I feel I feel that way whenever I run. Um, I used to run 10Ks all the time and I actually kind of miss it. I bought myself a new pair of running sneakers just because I miss it so much. It's been a, a hot minute since I've run a 10K, but Every time I go and I ran a race and I did a lot of them actually with my dad, which was really fun and exciting um, because, you know, to have a parent that is that supportive, even when I was a teenager, was always fun. And then as I got older, it was something that we could do together. Um, And it was great. I loved it. Um, Ben and my mom thought we were batshit crazy. So they would sit on the sidelines with bananas and drinkies as we're running our hearts out. And, you know, at the end of it, we're coming, (laughs) coming into the home stretch and dying and sweating and, you know, like crawling basically. But like, that's what I want you to get back to. Like the whole point of it was when I ran those 10 Ks, whether it was with my dad or if it was by myself, it was a lot of freaking work. I had to have the right playlist. I had to make sure I stretched. I had to make sure I didn't eat the wrong meal. So God forbid I had to go to bath- the bathroom while I was running. Like I had to do all of this prep work. And that was months and months of running ahead of time. Like I did all of this work, but while I was doing it, and then especially while the race was o- or at the end when the race was over, I was like, damn, that was a lot of work. But God, I can't wait for the next one. What's the next race I can sign up for? That's what I want you to feel. That's what I want you to channel throughout this entire planning strategy. So when you're sitting, when you're picturing it, sitting at the table with me, with you, and we're talking about your plan, I want you to feel excited. And if you don't feel excited, let's figure out why, right? Do you not feel excited because you're overwhelmed? Do you not feel excited because you feel like you're not allowed to have this? Do you not feel excited because maybe you stepped into something that doesn't really like need to be on your plan? And once you've kind of gotten that out of the way, you've got your plan. I would love it. I would deeply love it if you had it somewhere that's important to you. So maybe the important part to have it for you is fold it up on that piece of paper and you put it in your lunchbox every single day. Oh my God, I can't, I can't even remember how many different places I've stuck like goals and visions and desires on. Um, one of the places I used to do and Ben thought it was crazy, but I used to take sticky notes and write like the goal of having like a 10 acre farm. I used to strap that to my horn in my Z. I had a 350Z years ago and I would strap that to the horn and I like taped it on there. And he's like, what are you doing? You're going to wreck the, the car. And I was like, no, but I need to see this every single day. So then finally I'm like, okay, fine. I'll put it in like my cup holder. But you know, where it doesn't matter where you put your all roads lead to. And you know, for me, I like seeing the goal and I like seeing the strategy. I like seeing the plan because for me, I feel like it keeps me on track, but Wherever that means for you. So sometimes it just means that you need to have your all roads leads to whatever. Um, Whether you have the whole phrase or you just have that one word, 
Put it where it matters for you. Put it in your bathroom. Put it in your lunchbox. Put it in your car. Put it on your, your phone screen. Put it, I don't know, on your watch, wherever. I don't care. Just put it somewhere that it matters for you. Because here's why. As things happen, as you start to live your life, as you start doing the day-to-day, there's always going to be, whether it's a, you know, not trying to be negative, but there's always going to be things that try and take you away from your path. I like to think of them in a more positive mindset as little tests. How serious are you to this? How committed are you to this? You know, what are you going to do when your family wants you to do X? What are you going to do when your friends want you to do Y? What are you going to do when you get sick and you lost your voice for three weeks? What are you going to do? How are you going to show up? So I feel like there's all of these little, like, how committed are you tests? Sometimes they're small. Sometimes they're big, like AKA losing your voice for dang near three weeks. Um, So, you know, I want you to kind of think this through so that, as the work is being done, as you're putting in that level of commitment, passion, and energy into whatever your version of All Road leads to, at the end, when you make the money, do the thing, sell the thing, create the thing, welcome the thing, whatever the thing, as you do it, at the end, you can say, damn, that was hard, but it was worth every freaking minute of it. I did a lot of work, but I had a lot of fun. I did a lot of effort, but it was worth it. I don't regret spending that time. And not to try and like be morbid, but like I think of the even bigger picture of this is my life, regardless that I believe in reincarnation and spirituality and transitioning and moving on and all of those things. This variation of the life I am living right now, I want it to matter. I want, you know... I want to have made an impact. I want to know that when I die, regardless of however old I am, hopefully like 106, just because that would be like so awesome. But like, I want to know that when I died, I I always have this phrase, I died empty, not necessarily empty in the negative sense, but empty as in I did everything I felt like I was here on this earth to do. I created the courses. I sold the things. I taught the things. I, I shared the things. I did the things, right? And so... When you reach that goal, I want you to have that same level of it was worth it, my life that I gave up for or transitioned or traded or whatever was worth it. That's why this has to be fun. This has to be exciting. It has to, all of it has to be worth it because if it's not, oh, I would hope that you would just not do it and you would stop and you would pivot and you would, you know, maybe use episode number 59 and adapt. But regardless of the scenario, if it's not something that you enjoy, if it's not quote unquote worth it, you're not going to want to do the work. Or even if you do, you're not going to want to show up consistently and you're going to waste a bunch of time and you're going to waste a bunch of energy. And if you can't see the why the hell am I doing this to begin with, then just no, just, just straight up cancel or pivot or adapt, whatever you need to do. But like recognize that the time you're spending matters. Recognize that the trade-offs that you're you're acknowledging that you're willing to take, whether you're taking it verbally with your friends and your family, with your children, whether you're taking it up between you and your God or your goddess or whoever your higher being is, whether you're taking it up with, hey, I recognize that I can't watch TV for two hours tonight because I'm committing on doing X, Y, and Z. I need you to make sure it's worth it. And then when it's hard, I want you to be able to reference your roadmap. I want you to 
get excited about your version of All Roads Lead To. And then I want you to tell me what it is. I would love, deeply love to hear what does it look like for you? Is it 5 million like me? Is it a million? Is it retire your husband? Is it retire your wife? Is it have kids? Is it do blah, blah, blah that I haven't even thought of? Is it travel the world on a boat for a year? What is it for you? Because I think sharing that not only gets you excited, but it also makes it a little real. And also I'm super safe. I'm a super, super, super safe spot to share something like that because I'm going to do nothing but encourage you. I might ask a qualifying question, but I'm going to encourage you. So with that being said, I want you to clarify if I was sitting at your table and we were having coffee and cookies, because like I would prefer cookies. I, I do love me some cookies. I'm actually getting back into baking again. <laughs> but if I was sitting at your table with cookies that I had just made and coffee and we were looking over your roadmap, go through, show me what that looks like. Show me why it excites you. Show me how do we get you there. Show me how it can be fun. Show me why it's worth spending this much of your life doing it. And with that being said, I love you. I'm excited. I can't wait to hear what all your roads look like and lead to. And thank you for being a safe space for me to admit that I want to make $5 million because to say that out loud, I don't know that I've ever said that out loud to other than like a handful of besties and my husband, maybe my mom. Yeah. My mom and my dad for sure. Ben and like two friends. So the fact that I just told hundreds of you eh, a little, a little weird, but you know, it's a safe space to share. It's a safe space to grow. It's a safe space to think. It's a safe space to dream. And let's have fun along the way. All right. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Have a burning question for me? Want that link I was talking about? Get access to all the resources and links that were mentioned in this episode and others over at margaretstevens.co. And if you haven't, don't forget to sign up for my VIP list where I share special bonuses, pre-launch coupon codes, and advice I don't share anywhere else. Thanks for listening.